Hello everyone a very warm welcome to all my friends and fellow listeners this is your host himanshu and today i will be starting off with my first episode so the first book that i have brought for you people is the clocks by agatha christie be ready to experience the murder mystery full of thrills and suspense starting off with the prologue prologue the afternoon of the 9th of september was exactly like any other afternoon none of those who were to be concerned in the events of that day could lay claim to having had a premonition of disaster with the exception that is of mrs packer of 47 milbraham crescent who specialized in premonitions and who always described at great length afterwards the peculiar forebodings and tremors that had beset her but mrs packer at number 47 was so far away from number 19 and so little concerned with the happenings there that it seemed unnecessary for her to have had a premonition at all at the cavendish secretarial and typewriting bureau principal miss k martindale september 9th had been a dull day a day of routine the telephone rang the typewriters clicked the pressure of business was average neither above nor below its usual volume none of it was particularly interesting up till 235 september 9th might have been a day like any other day at 235 miss martindale's buzzer went and edna brent in the outer office answered it in her usually breezy and slightly nasal voice as she maneuvered a toffee along the line of her job yes miss martindale now edna that is not the way i have told you to speak when answering the telephone enunciate clearly and keep your breath behind your tone sorry miss martindale that's better you can do it when you try send shira web in to me she is not back from lunch yet miss martindale ah oh, miss martindale's eye consulted the clock on her desk 2:36 exactly 6 minutes late shira web had been getting slack lately send her in when she comes yes miss martindale edna restored the toffee to the center of her tongue and sucking pleasurably resumed her typing of naked love by armand levine its painstaking eroticism left her uninterested as indeed it did most of mr levine's readers in spite of his efforts he was a notable example of the fact that nothing can be duller than dull pornography in spite of lurid jackets and provocative titles his sales went down every year and his last typing bill had already been sent in three times The door opened and Chila Web came in slightly out of breath. "Sandicats asking for you," said Edna. Chila Web made a face. "Just my luck. Won the day I am back late." She smoothed down her hair, picked up a pad and a pencil and knocked at the principal's door. Miss Martindale looked up from her desk. She was a woman of 40, odd, bristling with efficiency. Her pompadour of pale reddish hair and her Christian name of Catherine had led to her nickname of sandy cat you are laid back miss web sorry miss martindale there was a traffic bus jam a terrific bus jam there is always a terrific bus jam at this time of day you should allow for it she referred to a note on her pad a miss pebmarsh rang up she wants a stenographer at 3 o'clock she asked for you particularly have you worked for her before i can't remember doing so miss martindale not lately anyway the address is 19 vibraham crescent she paused questioningly but chira web shook her head i can't remember going there miss martindale glanced at the clock 
थ्री ओ क्लॉक यू कैन मैनेज दैट ईजिली हैव यू एनी अदर अपॉइंटमेंट्स दिस आफ्टरनून आह यस हर आई रैन डाउन द अपॉइंटमेंट बुक एट हर एल्बो प्रोफेसर पर्डी एट द कल्यू होटल फाइव ओ क्लॉक यू ऑट टू गो बैक दैर टिल दैन इफ नॉट आई कैन सेंड जेनेट शी गेव अ नॉट ऑफ डिसमिसल एंड शीला वेंट बैक टू द आउटर ऑफिस एनीथिंग इंटरेस्टिंग शीला जस्ट अनदर ऑफ दोज डल डेज सम ओल्ड पुसी अप एट विब्राहम क्रसेंट एंड एट फाइव प्रोफेसर पर्डी ऑल दोज ऑफुल आर्कियोलॉजिकल नेम्स How I wish something exciting could sometimes happen. Miss Martindale's door opened. I see I have a memo here. Sheila, if Miss Pabmarsh is not back when you arrive, you are to go in. The door will be not be latched. Go in and go into the room on the right of hall and wait. Can you remember that or shall I write it down? I can remember it, Miss Martindale. Miss Martindale went back into her sanctum. Edna Brent fished under her chair and brought up secretly a rather flashy shoe and a stiletto heel that had become detached from it. However, am I going to get home? She moaned. Oh, do stop fussing. We'll think of something, said one of the other girls and resumed her typing. Edna sighed and pulled in a fresh sheet of paper. Desire had him in its grasp. When with frenzied fingers He tore the fragile chiffon from her breasts and forced her down on the sofa. Damn, said Edna, and reached for the eraser. Sheila picked up her handbag and went out. Abraham Crescent was a fantasy executed by a Victorian builder in the 1880s. It was a half moon of double houses and dark and gardens set back to back. This conceit was a source of considerable difficulty to persons unacquainted with the locality. Those who arrived on the outer side were unable to find the lower numbers and those who hit the inner side first were baffled as to the whereabouts of the higher numbers. The houses were neat, prim, artistically balconied and eminently respectable. Modernization had as yet barely touched them on the outside, that is to say, kitchens and bathrooms were the first to feel the wind of change. There was nothing unusual about number 19. It had neat curtains and a well-polished brass front door handle. There were standard rose trees each side on the path leading to the front door. Sheila Webb opened the front gate, walked up to the front door and rang the bell. There was no response and after waiting a minute or two, she did as she had been directed and turned the handle. The door opened and she walked in. The door on the right of the small hall was ajar. She tapped on it. waited and then walked in it was an ordinary quite pleasant sitting room a little over furnished for the modern tastes the only thing at all remarkable about it was the profusion of clocks a grandfather clock ticking in the corner a dresden china clock on the mantelpiece a silver carriage clock on the desk a small fancy gilt clock on a whatnot near the fireplace and on table by the window a faded leather travelling clock with rosemary in worn gilt letters across the corner sheila web looked at the clock on the desk with some surprise it showed the time to be a little after 10 minutes past 4 her gaze shifted to the chimney piece the clock there said the same sheila started violently as there was a whir and a click above her head and from a wooden carved clock on the wall a cuckoo sprang out through this little door and announced loudly and defiantly Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. The harsh note seemed almost menacing. The cuckoo disappeared again with a snap of the stone. 
Sheila Webb gave a half smile and walked around the end of the sofa. Then she stopped short, pulling up with a jerk. Sprawled on the floor was the body of a man. His eyes were half open and sightless. There was a door. There was a dark moist patch on the front of his dark grey suit. Almost mechanically, Sheila bent down. She touched his cheek, cold. His hand, the same. Touched the wet patch and drew her hand away, sharply staring at it in horror. At the moment she heard the click of a gate outside, her head turned mechanically to the window. Through it, she saw a woman's figure hurrying up the path. Sheila swallowed mechanically. Her throat was dry. She stood rooted to the spot, unable to move, to cry out, staring in front of her. The door opened and a tall elderly woman entered, carrying a shopping bag. She had baby gray hair pulled back from her forehead and her eyes were a wide and beautiful blue. Their grace passed unseeingly over Sheila. Sheila uttered a faint sound, no more than a croak. The wide blue eyes came to her and the woman spoke sharply. Is there somebody? Aye, it's... The girl broke off as the woman came swiftly towards her round the back of the sofa. And then she screamed, Don't! Don't! You'll tread on it! Him! And, and he's dead! So this was the prologue of the book, The Clocks by Agatha Christie. I hope you people enjoyed it. Stay tuned to find out what happens next.